Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Dear God, we uh, thank you for the opportunity to make disciples, for the opportunity to connect people to your love and your grace. And God, that's what this last week was about, was to allow your youth to, to draw closer to you, to draw closer to each other, to be your hands and feet. So as we continue to to dig into your word, we ask that you let the words of our mouths and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, before I uh, ramble on for a little bit, I thought uh, we'd have one of the youth come forward. Teddy, come on up here, buddy. As reluctantly as you can, come forward. <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned to Teddy about a week before a mission trip that I would like to have somebody come and share a little bit of their experience. So, Teddy, the microphone is yours. Huh? Your, med- your name is not on the microphone. No, it says wireless, but I don't think wireless will, uh, will mind if you use it. Am I on? Yeah. Y'all can hear me, right? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, as you guys know, we just made a trip to Canyon Lake, Texas, building walls for mobile homes Mm -hmm. for people in Beaumont, Texas. So, yeah, thank you. (laughs) 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 So, um, it was a very fun experience. We got to meet a very Cool little instructor. His name is Corky. He's the founder of CeCe's Pizza, if you didn't know. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, we got Teddy free coupons. Yes, he's he not. is. Yes, he is. Okay. All right. I'll bet. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And, um, yeah, it was really fun. Being on the roller coasters, don't even get me started on that, guys. It is, oh, it's terrible. You said you would pay for my supper if I rode the Superman. It was about the biggest ride there. Oh. But he still didn't pay for my supper. Yeah. So you guys, yeah, no, you didn't. You paid for everyone's supper, so I don't get to feel special. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyone have any questions? <laughs> I- I'm serious. Anyone have any questions? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. The group got very much closer together, got to meet some very great people, even though none of them are here. No seniors are here. Yeah. Oh, hold it. Hold it. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. I didn't notice. So could you guys stand up, please? (laughs) Everyone give a big hand for them. The trip couldn't have been as awesome as it was without you guys. So thank you. Love you. Going to miss you. You're going to be back. I'm already booking the next trip next year. We're going back, so y'all are coming back. <laughs> You're booking it? Yeah, okay. I already did. Okay. I already did. Okay, 
Yeah. No. Anyone have any questions? Yeah. Right. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> wait, wait. I forgot something. So they stood up. Everyone in the congregation, stand up, please. Come on, stand up. Without y'all, this trip wouldn't have been possible, so give a round of applause for you. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, and now receive the benediction. No, I mean... <laughs> Oh, what, what, a, what a great trip. What, what, a, what a great opportunity. And when we uh, were going through the Healthy Church Initiative process, I know you've heard me talk about it the past few weeks because we're doing a series on the vision. And when I was lining up this series and I saw that Serving with Heart landed the Sunday after mission trip, I was like, yes, because how awesome is this? Because, because when we were in Canyon Lake, Texas, we saw all aspects of our vision at work. You belong here. You know, we had, had kids who had been on multiple mission trips. Kids, this was their first mission trip that they've been on. Kids who are, are actively involved in our youth, our youth ministry. Some kids that are just starting to get involved to see them meld together, to, to, to become one body. It's just a testament of what, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to say that no matter what your situation is, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you belong here. Second part, worshiping together. I, I will have to admit, I, I feel bad, and I, I Begged Tim's forgiveness several times. Uh, when we went to Six Flags, we uh, got home about 11 o'clock that night. And on the way home, we had walkie-talkies. So Tim's like, so Pastor Man, tell me about uh, evening devotion. I was like, oh, no, we're not doing devotion. We're going to bed because we got to get up early and head home. But the kids really want to do a devotion. How could you say no to that? How could you say no that the kids wanted to get together again to have one more time of worship together, to share in communion, to share in, in, in the body of Christ together, serving with heart. You know, as Teddy said, we, we, we were building a, a manufactured home or a, a prefab home for somebody whose house burned down in Beaumont, Texas. And they've already had three parts of the house built, and we were building wall panels for the fourth home, fourth, fourth section of this home. Uh, there's a, a church from Beaumont who's there this week. They're going to put that together, and they're shipping it down to Beaumont so they can put the home together for this woman who has, has been without a home. You know, to allow our youth to be in service in that way is, is just tremendous. And then to grow in faith. You know, I don't know if you noticed the, the panels that they had. They, you know, they were sharing Bible verses. You know, when, when Corky, the uh, founder of Quest, Quest Ranch, told them that they could decorate the panel however they wanted, the kids just got together. They, they, they opened up the scriptures, and they wanted to make sure that the message that they placed on there was something that whoever's home this was, when they saw it before they put the paneling up, 
they were able to grow in their faith, to know that there is a God who loves them and cares for them. That's the entire vision. That is what we are trying to do as a church. That's how we make disciples. So I have the vision statement up here again. Would you please read this with me? Be God's. You belong here, worshiping together, serving with heart, and growing in faith. But today we're talking about serving with heart, and, and what exactly does that mean? And I thought the, the scripture that I wanted to share that, that really embodies this is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Hear the word of the Lord. James and John, Zebedee's son, came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They said, Allow one of us to sit on your right and the other one to sit on your left when you enter into your glory. Jesus replied, You don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup I drink or receive the baptism I receive? We can, they replied. Jesus said, you will drink the cup I drink and receive the baptism I receive, but to sit at my right or left hand isn't mine to give. It belongs to those for whom it has been prepared. Now, when the other ten disciples heard about this, they became angry with James and John. And Jesus called them over and said, You know that the ones who are considered the rulers by the Gentiles show off their authority over them, and their high-ranking officials order them around. But that's not the way it will be with you. Whoever wants to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the human one didn't come to be served, but rather to serve and to give his life to liberate many people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, as we were leaving on this trip, I realized that it's been seven years since I've gone on a all-week mission trip with a bunch of youth. And after I thought of that and after this week, I realized, man, I'm old. To have that energy, to have that, that stamina, to be able to move through this week, but it really gave me a, a reacquaintance to what it means to serve. Sometimes we can be like James and John, where the very first thing out of their mouth is to say, teacher, we want you to do something for us. We do that in prayer sometimes, don't we? I know I'm, I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'll go to God and say, hey, God, there's some things I need you to take care of. Let's, let's get to it. Let, let, let's make sure all of these things that I want happen. Make sure that I'm placed high so people can see how great I am. Make sure that my family has every single thing that we need so we don't have to want for anything. Make sure that our church does exactly so we can be a beacon of light for the whole world. But you know, Jesus does to us what Jesus did with his disciples. He listened. Jesus took time 
to listen to his disciples. He just didn't scoff and laugh and, and tell them to, to go away. He said, what, what, what do you want from me? I think service is that way too. Sometimes when we think that when we serve, we have to be busy, we have to be active, we have to, to keep moving and doing something when the reality of service, the very first thing that we must do is listen. One of my mission trips as a youth director, we went to West Virginia to um, a, a city there to work with the Appalachia Service Project. And we were working for a, a gentleman by the name of Frank. Frank had a roof that needed to be uh, torn off and, and fully replaced. And we actually had to go into the roof, replace some of the rafters, which was, which was great, hard, demanding, but fulfilling work. But while we were doing that, the uh, Appalachia Service Project people reminded us that a lot of the things that we do, you know, don't just go there and get to work, but take time to listen to those that you are in ministry with. Take time to get to know Frank. So we would uh, pack a few extra lunches, and uh, Frank and his family would come and sit with us as we ate, and we got to hear his story. And, and what a part of his story when, when we would greet him, he would say, Frank, hope you're having a great day. And he would always say, oh, I'm always having a great day. Every day that I'm able to get up and put both feet on the floor, it's a great day. That's a lesson for us, too, to realize that every time that we can put both feet on the ground and stand and look around and take in the breath that God has given us, it's a, it's a great day. But to see Frank's gratitude, to hear his story, to see how he worked in a coal mine, how he provided for his family when times were hard, how his faith in Christ strengthened him every day. It was a blessing to our kids and a blessing to me to know that his ministry, sharing with us, meant a whole lot more than anything that we ever did for Frank. Sometimes we just have to stop and listen to hear what God is saying through others. As we move on through the scripture, the other disciples catch wind of what James and John are wanting to do, and, and, and they get upset. And Jesus knows that this, this uh, uh, is starting to ruin the unity of the disciples. So he says to them these words, You know that the ones who are considered the rulers by the Gentiles show off their authority over them, and their high-ranking officials order them around. But that's not the way it will be with you. Whoever wants to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the human one didn't come to be served, but rather to serve and to give his life to liberate many people. See, when we serve with heart, it's not so that we turn a spotlight on ourselves and say, look at the great things that I did. But when we serve, we place others' needs in front of ours. Philippians 4.1 reminds us that each of us should be concerned not only about our own interest, but we should be concerned of the interest of others as well. 
Wanda mentioned uh, a good friend of our community, Frankie. Uh, Frankie D, who uh, many of you probably see him running up and down uh, Main Street, or if you're at the well on a Friday or Saturday night, he's there, he's over at the dry cleaner, and during this mission trip week, he fell and broke his hip and has had a partial hip replacement, and, and he's doing well. But the outpour of love and affection for him has been amazing. And that's one of the things that I've loved about this town since the first day that I've gotten here. I saw Frankie running down the street like one of my first times driving down Main Street, and I've got to know who he is and how he cares so much about all of us. But to see that turn to where people are embracing him with love, embracing him with this opportunity to, to minister to him as he has so much ministered to us. I wanted to wear my mission trip shirt today. And normally when you wear something like this, you, you paint a target on your back. And there's actually really kind of a target on the back. <clears throat> but normally on Sunday mornings, I get up and I go to a, a, a convenience store close to my house and I pick up my Yeti full of coffee and I'm headed out of the store and a lady stops me. And she tells me her story quickly there as, as we're standing in front of the, the convenience store and she's trying to get uh, home. She had uh, some health issues and she was from out of state and she just needed a bus ticket. And I quickly said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And I start to walk away to my car. And as I'm walking, I realize, Chris, do you realize what shirt you have on? <laughs> says, love God, love, love others or serve others? Love others, love God, love others, any questions? And as I sat down in my car, it slapped me across the face that as I said no to this woman in need, what she saw was somebody who had loved God, loved others, any questions, ignore her. So I drove my car around, and I handed her some money, and I said a prayer for her, praying that God will use this small amount that I was able to give her so she could get to where she needed to go. See, it's, it's not my decision, or it's not my purpose to make sure she uses what I gave her for that purpose that she said. That's between her and God. But my purpose is that when I see somebody hungry, I give them food. When I see somebody naked, I give them clothing. When I see them sick or in prison, I visit them. Whenever I see them needing a little extra cash to catch a bus to get to Oak Cliff, I give them that. See, it's not about making sure that I have all of my needs taken care of, but it's so I lift them up so that they can get to where God has called them to go. The very last part of this passage that I, that I love, the way that the Common English Bible puts it, is that Jesus says that he came to give his life to liberate many people. See, that's what service is. Service is a way that we can liberate those who are struggling. 
those who need liberation from those, those chains that are, are burdening them, that, that are holding them down. When we act in true service to others, we are breaking the bonds of those who are hurting, who feel hopeless, and who need assurance that they are not alone. I read an article uh, written, oh, I forgot to write his name down. Catch me later and I'll give you his name. But this isn't my, I wish it were my words because they're pretty darn cool about service. He said, when the church is about loving and caring, not only for one another in order to build each other up in the Lord, but also about reaching out to the hurting, the bruised, the battered, the broken, the enslaved, then the world will begin to see the church. See, service defines who we are as the body of Christ. We, we, we can sit here in this sanctuary and, and sing songs, pray wonderful prayers, watch great videos about service, but if we fail to leave these walls and not try to liberate those who are oppressed, then we're missing the whole point because that's what Christ has come to do, to set at liberty those who have been in prison. May we as a church be a church that constantly looks around to see how we can serve others as Christ has freely served us. Let us pray. Dear God, it has been an awesome week. And I pray that the stories that our youth are able to share with, with the adults around our congregation will give them a picture of your love and grace. Will give them a picture of how even a, a, a seventh grader can go out and make a difference in somebody's life. So when they see that our youth are making a difference, that it, that it sparks us, it encourages us to find ways to make a difference in your name. Not so that we can lift up ourselves, not so that we can lift up our church, but so that we can lift up the name of Jesus Christ. So that his love and his grace welcomes all, invites us to worship him, to be in service, and to grow in our faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.